So, are you DTFF? Once again, here is Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football with your hosts, Dustin Lunt and Jake Trowbridge. Happy Tuesday evening, everyone. Welcome back to DTFF. It is, as we like to say around our household, it's it's Thanksgiving week. And Thanksgiving is the day after tomorrow. So that's really exciting. Um, it, it, in our real time here. Who knows when you're listening to the podcast, what that is going to be. Hopefully it's th- Thursday morning and as you're getting ready to, to do your turkey day, you need a little uh, break away from the family. A little DTFF in your headphones. Nothing, nothing <laughs> wrong with that. I love it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're listening to this on Christmas even, and the same rules would apply. By the way, absolutely that long. I mean, absolutely. not all of them uh, don't listen to our starts of the week, probably at that point. But uh, no, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this holiday. Thanksgiving. It's the day of full stomachs, full pants, full hearts, uh, and full Thursday matchups. By the way, which is I always know. the best. We get three Thursday games. That's always exciting. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be the best games, but they're going to be on, and that's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. Full day of football, uh, which I'm sure my wife and, and everybody's significant others out there um, duly enjoy that the NFL decided to make it a full slate of games uh, for the day. But I love it. I love it, and I am here for it. I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm so excited. I might do this for the show. Yeah, I might change our background to a Thanksgiving wow. cornucopia. Actually, no, it's pretty dark. I don't like that. <laughs> if I could find a better one, that was that was in a hurry. Uh, audio only, listeners, you sure missed quite the festive background there. But yeah, uh, just go onto YouTube and hit two minutes thirty seconds on the on the stream, and and you'll see totally that. Totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we've got a fun show this evening, and we're we're gonna keep it a little loose here because of the holiday. Um, still give you some good fantasy advice, but. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep it a little bit looser than normal. Um, possibly we're trying to get a guest in. We'll see uh, if that's going to happen or not. But uh, here's hoping. I mean, always fun to have guests on the show. But It'll be a surprise. If not, it will be for all of us, apparently, because uh, we <laughs> won't know. <laughs> I love it. But even without the guest, I, I feel pretty confident in what we're offering here. And mm-hmm. I feel pretty good about what I'm drinking uh, Dustin, I was telling you before we started recording, uh, a little peek behind the curtain. I was doing a podcast before this for the ball blast one, and I had to pay off two shots uh, on that. And so I did two shots of Mezcal. So I'm primed. I'm ready to yes. go for this one. I'm ready to uh, temper it with a nice, refreshing beer. I'm doing the Deschutes Fresh Squeezed IPA. So it's not like that juicy IPA. Mm-hmm. It's you nice. Know, you and I don't before. like the biting ones. We like mm-hmm. the ones that have a little softness. And this one's pretty good. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah, I decided to totally switch it up. I'm going with a Wisconsin classic cocktail, brandy old fashioned sweet, and I've got a nice tall guy. Oh, that looks so good. So, what do you do for the sweet, by the way? And I know people that are not in Wisconsin are so confused about the brandy old fashioned Mm -hmm. because they're so used to whiskey, and that's like the traditional drink. But what do you put into sweetening? I do. Uh, well, I got the oranges. I always cut them extra thick and, and, and muddle the oranges. Maraschino cherries. Put a little extra cherry juice in there and a little sugar yeah. to give it that sweetness. 
Uh, oh, straight up sugar, just a yeah, little, just, just a, little, a little, little, yeah, just like a teaspoon of white white sugar, and uh, and that gives you your sweetness. Yeah, it's a potent, it's a potent drink. The Wisconsin version, especially. I mean, both are, but Wisconsin really leans into the liquor part of it. Yeah, oh yeah, and it's great. Uh, now I'm able to make these in the real way because uh, we got for early Christmas. My wife decided to buy us me, meaning both of us, a Soda Stream. So now we can get the carbonated water actually. Because um, it's because it's supposed to be made with the pressed water, so yeah, I've just been making them at home with still water. It's not quite the same, so yeah, I'm really It'll excited get you for there, this. But it doesn't yeah. have the effervescence that you want out mm-hmm. of uh, an old fashioned. Now I'm a little jealous. I I wish I had uh, done something similar, but the the IPA is going to have to hold out. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm, I'm very happy with my decision for this evening. Plan Better on than a lot I... of these this weekend. I bet. I'm also assuming that you're happier with this decision than the decision you made last week for our beer bet. I'm just going to yeah. take a stab in the dark. I don't want to presume. Yeah, yeah, I am. I am happier about this decision than that one. <laughs> you're correct. Do you want to talk about it? Do, comfortable? Do either of us really want to talk about this? I no! mean, no. I was... said it when it happened. It's the grossest goddamn bet. And it got grosser by the minute on Sunday. Uh huh. It was it was terrible. And I knew when I said what this bet was going to be. I, I knew it was wasn't going to be great. Uh, so the bet, as a refresher, it was Jacoby Myers versus Garrett Wilson, straight up just total yards. And Jake took Jacoby Myers. So Jacoby Myers had fifty two yards. Whatever. <laughs> what did Garrett Wilson do? Twelve. 12 yards. That's it. Dustin, I would say that this beer Ugh. bet was the reason Garrett Wilson was so mad after the game and came out and called out everybody in the <laughs> locker room, especially Zach Wilson. It was because of this beer bet that you forced I'm, us to make. I'm sure it was. But, so gross. Yeah, it was, it was a gross you, one. Do you think, this is an honest question. Well, it's not really honest, <laughs> but it's a, it's a question. Do you think that if Joe Flacco starts this week, that Garrett Wilson is going to have like a 150-yard game just to prove a point? Like he's going to talk to Flacco ahead of the game and be like, look, buddy, we you just air it. Not that Flacco needs extra help or a nudge mm-hmm. doing this, but you got to air it out every play. That wouldn't surprise me. It really wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I could mm-hmm. see that for sure. But this this was very gross. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to try to make a less gross one at the end of this episode. I will do my best. Okay. I don't think it's a high bar you've set. No, oh, God. I I mean, <laughs> there it's no bar. Like, there is no bar here. So, Jake, here's to you. You are an amazing fantasy football prognosticator slash genius. Yes. Cheers. I thank you, sir. As you take your ritualistic shot of fireball, I can only presume... Can't imagine you presume correctly. (laughs) It's crazy. It's like you've done this before. Once Uh, or twice. Now, if it's going to make you feel better, I know this segment always makes me feel better when I have to pay things off. We can move into our drunk trade of the week. Yeah, let's do it. Drunk, 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 drunk,
This is a fun one. This one, again, comes from Reddit. I, I talked about last week. We have a backlog now to work with from Reddit of just awful and fun drunk trades. This one comes. Thanks, Reddit. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I forgot to change the name on this, though. I'm I'm a shit. This is not from Herbal Chaos. Herbal Chaos had submitted last week. I apologize. This one is from Adonis God. That's spelled G-A-W-D. Uh, maybe subconsciously I didn't want to have to write that in this slide. Maybe that's what it was. But this trade is as such. Uh, Adonis says, I made two trades in a very drunken state of mind, both on the same day. This was right after the week four games. Traded away Jeff Wilson for Tony Pollard. Puts in parentheses, huge W, huge win. Also traded away Kyle Pitts, quote, was tired of his bullshit along with Jamal Williams for Darren Waller, who ended up getting hurt in the first game that I started him. Puts in parentheses, that's a huge L for including Jamal Williams. Now, this was actually sent and submitted prior to this week's games where Kyle Pitts did get placed on IR. So mm -hmm. even before that, uh, they were already lamenting the trade. Do you have anything to offer them in terms of silver linings here, Dustin? Yeah, I think, uh, well, the first part with uh, Jeff Wilson and Tony Pollard. Yeah, Tony Pollard's come on great here the last few weeks. He's obviously finally getting featured more and more in this offense, which I think we've all been clamoring for here. Mike McCarthy finally has got his head out of his ass and, and, and playing the, the player that's actually performing better. Mm -hmm. Weird. Um, although although Jeff Wilson the last couple weeks has performed really well since he's been traded to Miami. So I kind of call that a push, I guess, for right now, over the last couple weeks. Granted, at the time, you know, after week four, yes, getting Pollard instead of Wilson, definitely a W. Uh, but at this point, kind of a push because they're both performing extremely well. Now, on to the second part of this trade here uh, with Pitts. Um, and I feel you there, sir. Uh, tired of his bullshit as a Pitts owner in our redraft league. I, I, I feel this pain very acutely. Uh, oh, hi, JL. <laughs> uh, so I don't mind you trading him away. Uh, along with Jamal Williams, yes, that's unfortunate that Jamal Williams just keeps getting touchdowns. He's All not gonna of have, them. He's Every not gonna, single one of them. But he's not going to get three touchdowns every week here. You say that, but he finds a way to continue <laughs> doing it. He is, I'm telling you, he's our generation's LeGarrette Blunt or uh, maybe a Jordan Howard. That's his only role. It's his only spot in the offense, but he keeps doing it. But no, I, I see what you're saying. though. Yeah, it's, and I don't, yeah, I, I, I mean, the second part of the trade, I don't, it's kind of whatever. Yeah, it hurts losing Jamal Williams, but. Are you confident starting him every single week? I don't know. I don't know that I would be. Yes, he's been playing great, but he's been buoyed by the touchdown, so I don't know. Yeah. But I don't blame you for trading away uh, Pitts at all. No, and obviously even before the injury. it's I say I would, this, and I don't ever wish for injury, obviously. That's not what I'm talking about here, but it's kind of a, a relief. It's kind of a silver lining in its own that... Pitts has been put on IR for your fantasy teams mm -hmm. because you don't have to make that goddamn decision every week. Again, you were talking about it. You are the manager with mm -hmm. Pitts uh, in our home league. It's tough. You can see a great matchup for another tight end elsewhere. 
But when it comes time to actually make that swap, make that decision in your lineup, that's a tough thing to do. And now yeah, it's been taken away from you. You don't have because to make you that invested hard. high draft capital. And that's why, like, I think I took him in the fourth round in our redraft league this year. Was it fourth or fifth round? Um, I think fourth. Regardless, regardless, he, I, because I, I was looking at this earlier, trying to um, make some waiver wire uh, claims here uh, since I did lose oh. pits now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's only scored double digit points twice this season twice in double digits you can stream better than that i mean that's just that he is he was having an awful season um in an offense where atlanta's been surprisingly better than we thought so i just don't understand what arthur smith is doing there with who is supposedly a generational talent you know and i I hate to throw out generational you know because that gets thrown around so much but that that size speed combination i mean he is a freak of a man and i say that in the best best way possible <laughs> uh i just want to say that your use of generational was actually generational in and of itself you had a generational call out for it so well done that's never going to repeat it the way that you phrased that that was a once in a lifetime kind of thing uh, right. i i actually want to real briefly just call back to joe Post and tony pollard obviously tony pollard had an almost 200 yard total day this last week. I, I, I get it. For what it's worth, and this is just me, and not trusting Jerry Jones at all, I would rather have Jeff Wilson than Tony Pollard for the rest of the season. Uh, I understand the boom games are probably going to be heavier for Pollard, but I would take the consistency with Jeff Wilson because you don't get that at running back at all this year. I mean, Alvin mm-hmm. Kamara is cool. not consistent. Uh, I mean, th- there are guys that you are painfully having to start. So I don't know. For what it's worth, I mean, it's not great. <laughs> the trade is not great, but there, you know, there could be things that are positive about it. Let's stop talking about it. It's actually making me sad. <laughs> yeah, let's move on here. So it's Thanksgiving, as we said at the top of the show here, Thanksgiving week. So let's talk about some things, Jake, that you're thankful for this fantasy season to date, to date. So start us to off wit. here. To wit, what am I thankful for? I am thankful that we live in a world where there is a guy like Travis Kelsey who goes out at a position that you cannot find any sort of consistency, any sort of fantasy relevance on a week-to-week basis. There's a guy like Travis Kelsey who goes out and destroys the world every single week. The reverse side of that, I am not thankful for being such an idiot that I faded him coming into this season because I don't have him in any redraft teams. But it's every year we talk about it. Every year Mm -hmm. we talk about tight end just being a wasteland, aside from like two or three guys. Like, why even bother? I've seen so many people talk about, let's just get rid of the tight end position in fancy football. You know, treat them like Mm -hmm. kickers, treat them like defenses, where it's just, Let's eliminate it, make it essentially all a quarterback, running back, wide receiver type of game. And look, after all of my terrible tight end takes, storied, (laughs) and many as they are, even I don't want to say that because I don't want Travis Kelsey to get cut out of the mix. Uh, Look, if you can make the guy a wide receiver for fantasy, I'm all about that. You know, make it a wide receiver tight end flex. And I would, from henceforth, he's earned the Tom Brady sort of designation of Stop betting against him until he actually falls off. Mm-hmm. And it's 
refreshing. And, you know, every touchdown hurts my soul, but it also makes me happy that there is kind of a linchpin at the position. Yeah. In, in the spirit of this holiday, as we're getting into holiday season here in the spirit of giving and being thankful and, and whatnot, I, I, I do want to publicly offer up, up an apology to Travis Kelsey for doubting him going into the season. Cause I was, I, I, I was down on him. I think one of my bold predictions was, you know, he, he wasn't going to get a thousand yards and what, like nine touchdowns or whatever, whatever it was. Um, and I just want to apologize for, for ever doubting you, um, Mr. Kelsey. It, it will not happen again. Believe you me. You even called him Mr. Kelsey. That's the oh, yeah. level of uh, pride that you're willing to put out yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. He deserves it. I he always deserves I it. want to call him I want to call him Trav, but I feel like that's disrespectful. And <laughs> I could only do that if I was high on him coming into the season and it was like a, we got here. Together yep. kind of thing, yeah. And we we didn't get here together. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> what are now talking? You've you've given your apology, which is very classy mm-hmm. of you. But what are you thankful for from this fantasy season? I am thankful that we got to see some of our favorite running backs return from injury and come back and play at a very high level. We're talking CMC, who's been essentially hurt the last two seasons, coming back and doing CMC things. We've got Saquon coming back and doing Saquon things, just ripping up the league. And I love it. So I am very thankful that some of these guys that had been injured and there's questions around it. We, we were all questioning going into the season. Well, they're kind of, you know, especially CMC is what, 26 now. He's reaching that that age cliff here for running backs. He, is he going to be able to perform? You know, maybe all the wear and tear has just finally gotten to him. Well, no, he's still CMC, he's still really good. Uh, same with Bart. Well, not Barkley with the age clip thing, but it's just like, you know, he's been injured. We all thought the Giants were going to be a terrible offense again. Which and, they are. Well, they are, but they're I still know. winning games. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you, you can't can't shake a stick at the record there. So. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm thankful for. Yeah, you should be extra thankful for that because. This feels like a podcast episode dedicated to your home team in a way. No. I, I want to no, mention, I, <laughs> I'm willing to put it that way because they're, you know, I, I like to give you your flowers when they're deserved, when they're due. And there was uh, a good contingent of our home league who, after the draft happened, and you went back to back on CMC and Barkley in the first two rounds. Uh, I'll I'll call out Zach because I know he doesn't listen to our podcast anyways. Even if he did, I wouldn't care. Zach immediately had the comment of like, oh, enjoy those three games together that they were going to, you know, get you, right? Enjoy those three games. Oh, hi, Mike in the chat. Hi, Mike. I'm thankful for Mike uh, in the chat. I'm thankful for Mike always. But it does feel like, you know, this is some comeuppance. This is some, if you ever wanted to strut in front of somebody's house, physically drive to their place of residence, get out wearing your best garments and strut, this would be the opportunity to do that in front of Zach's house. And maybe I will do that come end of the season. You never know. Yeah. (laughs) I would do it. I would would do it regardless. Uh, I would say I would do it, especially if you win the championship out of it. But you know that I have a voodoo doll uh, here that won't allow that to happen. I, ha- I, I have to, if I can't have nice things, you can't have nice things. Oh, <laughs> so, 
it's kind of the antithesis of the Thanksgiving episode, I feel. I feel only a little bit bad for saying that, but I still mean it. I still mean it. But hey, I give you your flowers, so I get to make those comments as well. Well, thank you. <laughs> so what else are you thankful for? Or is that it? You just had one thing and... No, he's at the top of the list. Travis Kelsey is at the top of my list. But honestly, I, I am thankful for this game reminding me this season. Seems like an anti-thank you. I promise it's not. Bear with me. I am thankful for this season reminding me of how incredibly stupid and random this game can be on a week-to-week basis. I'm not even just talking about injuries. Certainly those, feels like we say it every year, but those have been as fervent as ever and as heartbreaking as ever, especially some of the big names that have gone down for the season or at least for a handful of weeks. A lot of the guys that you and I were in on coming into the season, talking to you, Hollywood Brown, who I'm hopeful will come back for Mm -hmm. the the playoff push. But there's... (laughs) <laughs> There's so much variance in this game, and I do feel like we get caught up in, obviously, you can analyze and analyze and analyze until the cows come home, as they say. And, and we do. I mean, that's our job. That's what we do. But you have to take a step back sometimes and just realize that put as much work as you can and want to into this thing, but you are always beholden to variance. Nobody escapes randomness. Nobody escapes mm-hmm. variance in this game. And it kind of, it's almost is like a, a weight relief to see like some of the crazy. I mean, let me pull up a, a name from this last week just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about here. You know, we were watching those games at Red Zone Dust and we were watching seven hours of commercial free football. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though they did slip in a slight commercial that we both just noticed. A, a, just a, 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 a wee, yeah, for just like five seconds. But we were talking about like, you know, Tutu Atwell had a crazy long-ass touchdown that went, which ultimately made him one of the best plays of the week. But then there's also guys like Trenton Irwin, a name that nobody, even Trenton Irwin uh, and his family, probably did not expect to see in the top 24 list for a weekly fantasy finish that ended up there. I don't know. I thought about starting him. Shut up. You shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't, but I thought about You would have been know. a damn genius. Have you ever thought about the whole, uh, you know, the the wishes thing that you could do or the, we've, we've done Back to the Future episodes mm-hmm. here. It's like, what if you could just do one thing? Sometimes I don't even want to use it for a big thing. I want to use it for something very small, like going back one week. And being like, everybody keep an eye out for Trent and Irwin. And I would relish that for years. The fact that I called him out. Mm-hmm. For one week. I'm stupid yeah. for doing that. But it seems like yeah. it'd be fun. It probably would be in the moment. And then you'd probably have a lifetime of regret after it. That's what I use my one thing for. That. Damn it. If I had three things, I would definitely use one of the three things. But okay. you're right. Uh, what Fair else enough. are you thankful for? In I... I am thankful that we are seeing some of these young quarterbacks in the league taking a step forward, uh, which is which is really what the NFL needs, because we we have the old guard. You know, we had Breeze retire, you know, um, Tom Brady's most likely done after this year. Rogers is kind of reaching the end, we feel like. Uh, 
so so we, we've got this changing of the guard and you know it's been talked about over the last few years like we're having the changing of the guard here but now you know you got zach not zach wilson nope that's wrong i was gonna say not that's him. the last name that should be mentioned here <laughs> no uh trevor lawrence uh, you know, he's taken a step forward this year after an abysmal year last year. Justin Fields last, you know, three, four weeks has looked great. They finally changed the offense to play to his strengths, which is really nice. Um, Tua, you know, he's, he had a rough first couple years uh, dealing with injury, coming back from that hip injury. Um, he's playing lights out this year. So it's really good to see these young quarterbacks kind of rejuvenating the league along with some of the, you know, they're not really the young guys anymore, but with your Mahomes and Lamar and your Josh Allen, Burrow, and Josh Allen, you know, so it's kind of nice that we're we're getting a, a kind of refresh into with the QB uh, stable of QBs we've got, uh, and I'm really thankful for that because it makes the league that much more fun when there's good quarterback play. Yeah, I do think I was worried. I was a little bit worried about some of the people falling off. I mean, this goes back to the Andrew Luck sudden retirement. This mm-hmm. goes back to, you know, Peyton Manning eventually. Even Philip Rivers, I was so yeah. bummed. Like his last year is like, he was our Mr. Consistency. Yeah, or even great. Roethlisberger, you know. I mean, like he yeah. had a very, I mean, he had a very solid career. He made for some sure. very interesting games. I mean, those Steelers teams were really good. So it's just like, yeah, the last couple of years he looked like garbage, but. That's besides yeah. the point. He was one of those longevity, you know, in that kind of group of quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, that's part's fair. Uh, the, you know, the, whatever. The outside stuff, yeah. all that made hard. Exactly. But yeah, exactly. You know, it, it, there was that time, though, where it just felt, and again, we've been calling for Tom Brady's demise for years, it feels like now. And so I, I feel like, you know, it's nice to have some assurances there. They're not all going to be amazing for the rest of, of our lifetime or even for another five years. But it is nice to be like Justin Fields, you are the next in line. And it feels uh, some excitement on the mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. So Jake, we have a question in the chat here. I think we need to address from uh, our, our newly subbed friend, Gren. Hi, Gren. Do you think I should trade D hop and Christian Watson for Stefan Diggs? This is a great question. Uh, glad that you have not met your trade deadline in your league thus far. I love DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, he's somebody that I have to admit I was a little bit lower on than I should have been coming into the season. And part of the reason for that was Hollywood Brown and how good I thought Hollywood Brown was going to be for the Cardinals. We have not seen them play together yet. When Hollywood Brown does come back, whether it's this week or next, it seems like it's definitely one of those two. I do expect... Hopkins production to back off a little bit enough that I would feel comfortable packaging the two for Stefan Diggs because the consistency and high production that you would get. Look, we're Packers guys. We're Packers homers. I love Christian Watson and his five touchdowns in one calendar week, but that's unsustainable, especially with the turmoil in Green Bay. And who knows if Rodgers is even starting the rest of the season. Mm hmm. Yep, I agree with you. Stefan Diggs is the, I mean, he's still young enough. He's still in his prime. He's on a high-powered offense. He gets the targets. He gets the touchdowns. Yeah, I, I would take that consistency, as you said. Take that consistency uh, for the other two players that, yeah, D-Hop has looked great since he's come back. But I, I agree with, with 
I, I let's put it this way. I agree with everything you said. I'm not going to rehash it and try to repackage it in wow. a different way here. Um, I agree with everything you say. Go with Stefan Diggs. Didn't want to restuff that turkey, huh? Just That's wanted right. to leave it be. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got a we've got a follow up here from uh, Big Trev has a question in. Let's talk about uh, Big Trev. Uh, what's up, y'all? Is it all right to play Vanilla Vic this week? I'm favored. Only other option would be Trevor Lawrence. I also have the Ravens defense, so not liking playing both. I have to ask. Look, maybe I'm just out of the zeitgeist here, Big Trev. Who's Vanilla Vic? Is it? This is an important question. I've not heard the nickname, so you're gonna have to fill me in. Uh, Same, unless Dustin. I was gonna say no, 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 no. I, I I have no idea who that is. I read that and I'm like, Vanilla Vic. I don't know who that is. Is it uh, Daniel Jones? It almost has to be Daniel Jones, right? Like, in terms of rushing court, you would not deign to call Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields that. Certainly, they're too they're too good. Maybe mm-hmm. Josh Allen? Are we? I don't know if we're talking Josh Allen here. This is almost a fun game in and of itself. I guess, <laughs> right? I'm going to assume that we're talking about Daniel Jones. And if that's the case, would you play Daniel Jones over Trevor Lawrence, Dustin? No. Oh, Big Trev did did confirm it is Danny Dimes that we're talking about. Okay. Saquon apparently gave him the nickname. I did not. Okay. Know that. Oh, interesting. So yeah, I was just going to go on Pro Football Reference to see if it was in the the nickname section. You uh, cannot trust Pro, Pro Football Reference. I know. Nicknames, I know. By but the way, they I still figured... call Tom Brady like the Egyptian god or something like that. Something weird. The Pharaoh, I think they call him. I don't trust it. I figured it was a good place to at least try to troubleshoot here because I figured it wouldn't be on his Wikipedia page. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, who would you take there? Yeah, I would take uh, T-Law. I, I'm a, just a fan. I, I like, I, yeah, that's it. Yeah, for what it's worth, I do not like Daniel Jones' matchup this week. Uh, in fact, I almost, like, I want to call him out as a potential kind of fade candidate for this week. I do understand what you're talking about, though, in terms of I, too, hate having to play uh, Mm -hmm. a quarterback that's going against your defense. Like, I I get that. That's not fun. But there's enough room for both to happen. What you have to believe in is, like, there's going to be some strip, uh, you know, fumbles from the running backs and wide receivers. Or hopefully you don't play in a league where sacks are penalized for the quarterback, but they are attributed to the defense, that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. So I would still take Trevor Lawrence. Yep. All right. One more here, Jake, from the chat from George. Damian Pierce or Mike Evans this week in a half PPR? Oh, Lord. If this was full PPR, it would be a very clear Mike Evans for me. Mm-hmm. This actually does make it a little bit more interesting. Damian Pierce thrives in your standard, your half PPR leagues. I'm looking to they see are who going he has to, this uh, matchup. He's going against Miami. I mean, that's not wonderful. Mike Evans himself has kind of faded away a little bit. I don't know if it's all because of Chris Godwin coming back around. He's had some real dud games, and it's kind of it's making me concerned. I know he's playing against Cleveland this week mm-hmm. in half PPR. It depends. This is such a cop-out answer, but it depends on what you need out of your lineup. Do you need a safe floor? If so, Damian Pierce every time. If you feel like you get in a position where you need some upside, it's still going to be Mike Evans. But my sort of all-inclusive answer would be probably Damian Pierce. Yeah, I am lockstep with you on that one, Jake, 100%. Woo! 
Oh, one more. I missed. Uh, Big Trev did have nope. a, a second question, by the way. Needs one for full PPR. So Rondell Moore, if he's healthy, or Donovan Peoples-Jones, or Adam Thielen. I have a pretty strong answer to this one, but I'm curious to hear Ooh. who you have out of this group. Um, looking for the Vikings matchup for this week. I should know this. Uh, Being so such the Vikings the Patri- fan that you are. Well, they got the Patriots on... <laughs> Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a non-noon game for Mr. Kirk Cousins. That's very important. I, I, it is. Uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, DPJ on this one. Yeah. Um, he's he's had the target share over the last few weeks. It just hasn't all come together um, where Amari Cooper's been scoring the touchdowns and whatnot. So I do like the matchup. So I think that's where I lean. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't mind Donovan Peoples-Jones. I think he's been showing his merit quite a bit these last few weeks. I just love Rondell Moore if he is healthy. And alternatively, if Rondell Moore sits, I love Greg Dortch this week. These two, both of them do the same thing. And Dortch is kind of like a true wide receiver handcuff, which we don't see a lot of these days. But they do the exact same thing. One of them does it only slightly better, which is Rondell which is they are super low average depth of targets guys. Like they don't get a pass beyond three yards from scrimmage, and it doesn't matter because they make up for it after the catch. Mm-hmm. And the matchup this week against the Chargers, I don't, I'm not worried about that too much. The targets are going to be there for either Rondale or Dorch. So but what I if, would take them. What if Kyler doesn't start? Doesn't matter because doesn't Cole matter. McCoy right. and Kyler Murray have both been so not interested let's say mm-hmm. in throwing just, down the field i yeah, think it's I just figured it's a, yeah. yeah i figured it was just a good question to ask you since um you know it if it made an impact for for your decision or and not. normally it does right normally quarterbacks should mm-hmm. make a big impact on that kind of decision but both of them i think it's just a facet of the offense that they're going to take that little thing uh and, instead of try for the big play you know through the air with air yards uh by the way george George Cook in the chat with the follow-up to the Pierce versus Evans. I think we saw Damian Pierce's floor this last week, and I get why that's unfortunate because he yeah. literally had, like, what, 30 yards or something like that. So I understand it, George, but everybody's do one game like that, mm-hmm. and I'm not willing to write off what we've seen all way through the rest of the, the season. Exactly, exactly. All right, well, we've cleared up our queue of questions in the chat for now. So Keep them Jake, coming, let, by the way, if you have absolutely, absolutely, I love that. Uh, what are you hoping for, Jake, to be thankful for come the end of the fantasy season? Here, this is too easy, but I'm hoping that we can just curb the goddamn injuries. <laughs> I just, yes, that's all I want. Let everything else play out. On their own individual merits for the rest you know of the season. Do you know what I think we should do to try to make this happen? Write the NFL a strongly worded letter. No, I was strongly say painted we... picture. No, uh, oh, Jake, let me get through my thought. I'm sorry. Okay, go for it. <laughs> no, I was thinking we should uh, try to to coordinate like a hands across America type thing that that we all just put out the good vibes <laughs> and, and try to try to make the chain from coast to coast. For yeah. NFL players to stay healthy. Yeah. We need to buy the world a Coke, but instead it's buying the NFL healthy limbs and ligaments. Yeah. 
Exactly. I'm into it. Yeah. I'll participate. If if you can get the email chain started, I'll, I mean, I'll show up for sure. All right. I, I will I will send out the uh, the email all.usa at gmail.com. Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> all at, at rocket, Hotmail. At rocketmail.com. Please. <laughs> Please show up. Um, real quick. I, seriously, though, like it's been so frustrating with the injuries. And, you know, again, we talk about variants all the time. There's so many variables that happen. But if we could just remove one of them, that's all we truly need. The rest of it is hazard pay throughout mm-hmm. the season. We're used to that stuff, but we can't do much when you're rolling out the wide receiver five on a depth chart for a given team. Yeah, I agree. It, it's been a rough go this season, but there's always injuries. It happens every year. I know. They just it's, seem more severe this year. That's all. It's what it's, it's what it seems like, but I don't think it is. We'll I think do an end of the season. That might be a thing for the yeah. off season is track, see if it was truly much worse than it, it feels. Yeah, I, what I feel like, and this is, again, just a thought, and I don't have any hard evidence to back this up. I feel like we've seen in previous seasons where inj- more injuries happen in like the preseason and like training camp rather than during the season, where I feel like we got out of training camp and preseason fairly healthy for the most part this year. And now we're kind of seeing those injuries creep back up on us so they're playing catch up yeah with us. those dicks those damn dicks mm-hmm. uh, do you mind before i ask you your hope if we just uh run back to the chat here real yeah quick? absolutely like this is this is the time for people i'd much rather this. answer chat questions <laughs> <laughs> uh so george again uh, do you like the chiefs defense versus the rams or the miami defense versus houston this is a very interesting question we don't do a lot of group defenses on this chat or on this podcast, but uh, both of these to me, I mean, the matchups are really interesting. Wouldn't Mm -hmm. have said that. I don't think coming into this season that they're on par with each other, but I feel like they are now. Do you have one that stands out? I, I'm going to say the chiefs defense that Rams offense is in shambles. They just lost Cooper cup. Uh, Matt Stafford. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? We don't know. Their offensive line is garbage. Uh, yeah. they are, they're one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL right now. So I think you could score a lot of points, um, uh, especially if Stafford's not playing, they have the backup quarterback in there. Yep. Uh, I, I think the opportunity for, for a good scoring day for the chiefs is there. Yeah, it's tough. I would like to say Miami, Miami hasn't really been big on takeaways this season. Not that that's crucial here i guess i just feel like yeah the upside is maybe a little bit more with the chiefs defense if you do get points per sack for your defenses that might change some things uh and in which case i might go with miami there but i I agree otherwise i would go with chiefs all right so we've got elias in the chat here um he says first time in here guy on the left kind of reminds me of brian dable Jake, what do you think? Is that a compliment or is that a rip? I don't I don't know how to take it. I don't know, man. I, I don't know how much Elias listened to you speak before saying that versus just a stray observation, just dead eye looking at you in the screen. I, it, it's hard. It's it's hard for me to say. I, I think if you li- if he listens to you talk for a little while, I think that's a compliment because Dable's been a, a good coach for that team. So I would take All it. All right. All right. Elias does have a real uh, question, though, here in the chat. 
Who would you rather have rest of the season? Rashad White, Freeman, or Jeff Wilson? Ooh, that's great. Uh, uh, Jeff Wilson, I know Raheem Mostert is still there in spirit, but Jeff Wilson just feels like he's actually taking it over. So I, I would still lean with Jeff Wilson there. Rashad White mm-hmm. would be kind of a close second. Mm-hmm. Free. Wait, which Freeman are we talking? Uh, maybe Foreman? Are we talking Foreman? What Freeman am I missing here? That is, am I am I just that drunk? Did those shots get that on top of me? It's not Devonta Freeman, no. certainly. No, Who are we talking I'm, about? I'm guessing maybe it's Foreman. Um, okay, if if Elias, it's Foreman, same answer. I would say it's the number yeah. three. Yeah, I, I I again right with you, Jake. We're we're like this tonight. We're we're right here. That's what I'm thankful for. Yeah, uh, I, I I like that. Uh, I also do like that. Elias clarified that. Uh, he likes Dable. It was and so he likes you. So it's a compliment. And it was Foreman. So perfect. Just so we're clear. Perfect. All right. Yep. Then Elias, that would be my order of events as well. Yep. All right. So what am I hopeful to be thankful for come the end of the season? Yeah. There is re- honestly just one thing I'm hopeful for, and it's very self-serving. I'm hoping to win our GD home league for once in my life. I am. I'm. Hanging by a thread to the number one seed, which I've had before and it hasn't worked out. But I'm hopeful and I'm, I, I hope to be thankful at the end of the season to have that trophy behind me for the entire fantasy season next year. Yeah, this is also only the second year that we've had a trophy. So True. it feels like that's important. We're now, and, and even technically I, I, last year, it was kind of the initiation of it. It doesn't yeah. feel like a real year. I know our commissioner would disagree uh, since he is. He finally won it for the first time as well. So <laughs> <laughs> look, man, the, the home league is everything. It it's is everything. And all the other leagues that we might be in, the, the fancy it, leagues, it, the dynasty leagues, the best ball yep, leagues. It doesn't matter. Bold, well, whatever. All of them are great. All of them are wonderful. They're not the home league. Yep. Yeah, so like I, I said, it's very selfish, and I don't care. But that is the one thing I hope to be thankful for come the end of the season. Now, it, it, to extend this to everybody else, you should be hoping then, if you want Dustin to win, that means you want Saquon to stay healthy. That means you want CMC to stay healthy and involved because those are, again, as we mentioned, the two linchpins to your team, mm-hmm. right? Yep. You're searching for a tight end, so you can't help anybody there. Oh, I've, uh, I've got my tight end all locked up. You say that. Now I just want to go in and try to snipe it because I know I have waiver priority and I get no. one more pickup this year. No, I, I, I picked up Trey McBride last week. Ah, no, that's I, a good I, pickup. I, I am locked in there. That, that's, that's, I have no worries with my tight end. And let's be honest, it can't get much worse than fucking <laughs> Kyle Pitts. <laughs> Agreed. Strong agree there. Uh, so again, you you have that decision taken off of your plate, which is pretty nice. Yeah. So we've got a good one in the chat here. What we're hoping to be thankful for: the Packers firing Joe Barry, our defensive coordinator. Yes, I think we can all agree on that because with the talent on our defense, we should not be playing this fucking poorly. I think the solution isn't to fire Joe Barry; it's to pick up another wayward defender off of waivers. Just to try and shove them in there and fix things, I, th- I think that's ultimately. I mean, it's what worked will happen, in the past, right? so why wouldn't you? 
just keep going back to the well. Biggest eye roll ever. By the way, we have to mention this because George brought it up. Did you hear that uh, a certain someone, a, a former wide receiver, was visiting Green Bay just today? He was spotted there. A Mr. Geronimo Allison was seen around Lambeau. Really? Yeah. I did not hear that. That's the type of move that only a really savvy owner can make. A really savvy GM. Bring back Geronimo Allison, who I don't think has had a catch in two to three years. <laughs> uh, it is brutal. All right. So I, I threw a couple other things, talking points out here. Let's mm -hmm. let's pivot away from fantasy football for a couple minutes here. Uh, yeah, just for a couple yeah. minutes here. Because I want to know, Jake, in 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 yeah. the in the spirit of Thanksgiving, what are your top three Thanksgiving dishes? It can oh, be boy. entree, it can be sides. It doesn't have to be traditional. Just yeah. what are your top three Thanksgiving? When you think Thanksgiving, I'm going to sit down and eat. These are my top three things. I'm glad you asked this question. It's a very important one. It is, uh, and I I've never been like a massive turkey person. I'm fine with it. It's fine. Turkey's fine. What I go for when I fill up my plate, it's going to be a, a much larger helping of green bean casserole with the little crispy onions on top. Like that's, oh, it's so good. The little nope. cream of mushroom. I already hate it. I hate oh, this already. That's so good. The cream of mushroom. In the, it, it's the best I should have known better than asking for a food dish. take. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> the best one. Look, you are the gourmand of the two of us. You are the foodie of the two of us. But this is the worst trash food take that I know you have, and I know you're capable of making amazing things. The fact that you refuse to cross the boundary into accepting green bean casserole, it baffles me. It baffles I will, me. I will not accept green bean casserole into my life. Uh, that's, I mean, that's no, a you. I, I, I guess I, that just means more for me. And so that's you a know what? Thing I'm making green beans for Thanksgiving this year, just not green bean casserole. Why? What? Because it sucks. It's a terrible green dish. Bean Green beans by themselves are nothing. They well, are. It's not going to be by themselves. I'm going to zhuzh it up a little bit. We use zhuzhing. You're throwing some bacon in there. You're just spreading some garlic around. What's what's happening? There'll be some garlic, some almonds. Almonds? You yeah. have the audacity to say green bean casserole yeah. is a bad side dish. You're out here just flicking almonds on vegetables and calling it a day. Yeah, <sighs> that's right. That's right. All right. Sorry, we All got right. off topic. Here. Second. So, so that was that was your first. Yeah, so yeah. Second. second is any kind of potato dish. I'm a I'm a sucker for Thanksgiving. The traditional mashed potatoes, uh, make them as creamy as possible. If you want to put a little garnish, maybe like a you know sprinkle a little Parmesan cheese or something into the mix. I'm good with that. That's that's wonderful to me. But that to me is the vehicle for all the other good food. Like if I'm eating turkey, it's going to be with a heaping uh, spoonful of mashed potatoes with it. It's the carrier service for everything else. Number three gets a little trickier. Uh, I'll tell you the things I do not like. I, no, I don't no, no. like pecan pie, so that's oh, never going to make I, it in right here. there. Uh, yeah, yeah, fuck pecan pie. I don't it's... like cranberries. I've never been a cranberry sauce guy. So Ooh, I make I make a really good homemade cranberry sauce. Everybody does. This is no, the meatloaf uh, uh, thing. No. no, this is everybody's Cause, trying cause to get I'm me to a... like meatloaf for so long because no, they say the it's the best. I, I don't like canned cranberries. Like uh -huh. those I don't touch. But 
I, I, I make a homemade sauce that I actually enjoy. I mean, I don't go overboard, let's be honest, but okay. it gives a nice little uh, tartness to, to the dish. It's nice to the meal. Look, it, so anyway. If you want to put it on like a dinner roll or something, I, I'm, I'm for that. It's basically like just jam on bread at that point. I'm good with that. Uh, the other one that I really like, and I think this is more non-traditional. I don't know if a lot of people do this or if it's just my family's Thanksgivings, but I love a five-layer or a seven-layer salad. Those are all of my favorite things. It's like just enough. It has some lettuce in there to make you feel like you're kind of eating healthy for the day. But then it's like bacon. It's a lot of cheese. It's a lot of sour cream kind of things. It's just amazing. You know I what? I love it. You're, you're going to hate this. Not a fan of that either. What is... But but he, but here's what? why. Here is why. Uh, when I was younger, then this yeah. goes back to when I was a, 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 a wee, a wee sure. bald person. Initial um, sort of framework yeah, building yeah. in the brain. I was, I used to not be a sour cream person. I used to yeah. not like sour cream. And those like seven layer, five layer, whatever dishes, yeah. they always had uh, black olives on them. Oh, and I I've don't Mary like, had one and, with and black I olives. and I don't like black olives. So th- those two things were always like a killer for me. Maybe in this adult, I How should about revisit the peas? it. Do you mind the peas that are in there? Peas? Good. Beef? Good. Jam? Good. All right. I love it. Oh, so we've heard what you hate, which is all the things I like. What do you hate? Well, as your, all what of do it. you love as your top three? All right. So th- this is my top three. It is... Stuffing is number one, hands down. Give right. me any kind of stuffing. I don't care what it is. I love stuffing. Lots of gravy on top. I would eat just a plate of stuffing for Thanksgiving. That's Stop. how much I love it. You do the the box mix every once in a while? No, no, no. I mean, I'll, I'll make it like in a in a if I like have a craving for stuffing. But for Thanksgiving, sure. I do the real like I make it from scratch and do the real deal. So stuffing's number one. Number two. We make this sweet potato dish that is phenomenal. Basically, it's it's you know mashed sweet potatoes with a shit ton yeah. of butter and brown sugar in it, and then so it's the sweet version of sweet potato, and it's not a savory yeah. dish. No, right. it's very sweet. It's like dessert, but you eat it with your main course. But then on sweet. top, there's a uh, coconut and uh, walnuts that's like all toasted and brown. It's you so had good. me so. It's it so was, good. You were one. Yeah. Word away from having me on board with this thing until you threw walnuts into the goddamn mix. All of the, all of the, you nut people, you just like <laughs> to ruin everything with throwing nuts into the dishes. I love the coconuts. No, Cocoa it's nuts. It's my not favorite. It's it's one of my favorite things to have. And it's right. Thanksgiving is literally the only time I make this. Um, what's and your, third, what's your three? Third, and this is very basic, and I don't care. I love them. Whether they come out of the can or they're homemade, biscuits. Give me biscuits. I love a good biscuit. Too. I love biscuits. Yeah. You make your sandwich with them. You can dip them in your gravy. You can dip them in the mashed potatoes. Like, it's so versatile. And yes, George, you are correct. Combine everything for a sandwich. Got to have Combine it on a biscuit. Don't do regular oh, yeah. bread. I That's never right. even thought about that until the oh, both yeah. of you coalesced. Oh, yeah. In this beautiful it's firework my favorite. of an it's idea. My favorite. I bought extra canned biscuits this year because I'm just not making them from scratch this year. I bought a whole extra can. Oh, yeah. Just so I could have extra biscuits to make to make sandwiches the the day after. Oh, yeah. I can't believe I've never thought to have the biscuit be the base of the sandwich. God damn. 
God damn you guys. Yep. So, Jake, it. since we've talked about things we don't like on the show uh, with Thanksgiving, <laughs> what what are your thoughts about pumpkin pie? A very big Thanksgiving traditional yeah. dish. I used to be okay with pumpkin pie. I used to like it as a kid. I think I ate way too much of it. Now <laughs> it has to be more whipped cream than pie. Or the base of the pie can't be like the typical crust. It has to be like a graham cracker crust. Because I'll eat anything with a graham cracker crust. I'll, I'll be honest. It's, it's kind of the way I feel about fall flavors. I'm that basic bitch about like just sub out whatever you have for graham cracker and I'm okay. But in general, I'm not a huge fan. All right. That's fair enough. I'm, I'm not a big pumpkin pie fan. But again, I don't like pumpkin, much pumpkin of anything. That's right. You're a pumpkin beer averse fella as well. And not just beer, obviously, because I don't like pies. I told my mother-in-law because she wanted, she's coming to the town for Thanksgiving this year. And she's like, what do you want me to make? And I was like, nothing. I've got this all under control. Like, you're coming as a guest. I will. I... So she insisted. So I said, you can make pies. But my one thing was, I want an apple pie because I don't oh, eat pumpkin yeah, yeah. or because I don't do pumpkin or pecan. Like they're just, I'll eat it, but it's Fuck like pecan, it's, man. it's just it's like empty calories for me at that point. And I just I don't enjoy it. So I'm like, I want an apple pie. She's like, okay, no problem. So yeah, getting getting an apple pie. She's very accommodating, at least yeah. to to pull the apple pie into the mix. Yeah, so that's nice. So yeah, all right. So that'll do it for Thanksgiving talk. Let's move on right. here. Um, and let's revisit our starts of the week from last week. We'll get back to fantasy football here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Jake, you had Russell Wilson going against Las Vegas. It felt so right. It was a good matchup. It really was. Like, it was there for him. But came in at QB 20 with 10.7 points. So, sorry, Jake. Brutal. I don't think that counts He's as a good call. No, God, no. And he's absolutely, that was the last matchup where I thought you could play him. He's absolutely droppable in all formats at this point. Yep, absolutely. Um, As bad as your call was, Jake, mine was even worse. Can you believe it? Um, I had CeeDee Lamb versus Minnesota, which I thought this was going to be a Justin Jefferson versus CeeDee Lamb, like matchup of like stud wide receivers. No, he only scored nine and a half points on the day. For wide receiver 44 overall. Like that is, I don't understand how that happened. Can I put your mind at ease? Other than Tony Pollard. (laughs) It's not even just Tony Pollard. I want to put your mind at ease because every big name receiver it felt like had a dud week. A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, who you're talking about going a, Mm -hmm. a, a matchup with essentially. Terry McLaurin. All of these guys failed last week and i've never seen a week quite like that for wide receiver (laughs) yeah so disappointing on our starts of the week for last week but you know what jake there is always this week to get back on track so lay it on us who do you have for your start of the week this week you know i almost listed uh either rondale moore or greg dorch in this spot uh per the earlier question but because i didn't know for sure who was going to be out there and healthy i pivoted to gerald everett Gerald Everett, this is just what's become a thing this year. Start your tight ends against the Arizona Cardinals. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. They're allowing the most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. They're a train wreck when trying to cover them. Noah Fant, just a fun fact, he's only had two weeks inside the top 15 all year. Both of them came against the Cardinals in the two times that the Seahawks matched up against them. So he's a smash spot this week. I like it. 
And then for me, I've got Ramondre Stevenson this week against Minnesota. Minnesota is one of the worst rush defenses in the league. And Jake, I just want to throw this out here. Maybe you know this, maybe you don't. But do you know where Ramondre Stevenson sits in as uh, in the running back ranks season to date? I feel he's got to be pretty high. He's been a consistent guy. I'll say a top eight guy. You're close. He's number nine overall. It's pretty damn yeah. good. Yep. And he's, I mean, that that's total points. If we go points per game. Uh, where's my thing? Um, that's what he's still he's at number nine. So, I mean, he's, he's right there, very consistent. Um, averaging 16.4 points per week. Damn. And this is coming off a very slow start to the season. The first few weeks, he wasn't nearly as involved as he has been lately. So I feel like that number is uh, a little misleading. So, yeah, fire him up uh, again. This Eagles, Eagles, no, Minnesota defense, uh, as far as the, the rush defense, is not very good at all. So he should have a lot of success. They're playing at Minnesota in the Dome, so you don't have to worry about weather or anything like that. Um, yeah, he should run wild. Fire I like that. I, I, I do love that. I think we're both in for a bounce back on our mm-hmm. bets of the week or starts yep. of the week. All right, Jake, that just leaves us with one more thing, and it's on you this week to come up with our beer bet. Yep. Uh, I actually had picked this one out before I saw your start of the week, by the way, so I don't want to uh, belabor this too much, and it actually made me pivot away. So I picked out Ramondre Stevenson versus Dalvin Cook. I really was hoping that you would take Dalvin Cook. Sounds like you would take Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson at this point. So I'm going to pivot away, sadly. Okay. Uh, instead, I want to focus on uh, I, I, I want to focus on a matchup of, of quarterbacks that hopefully right the ship. Maybe uh, we've had some gross ones before. But let's put two of the top-tier guys against each other. We've got the Chargers and the Chiefs matching up. Feels like a good opportunity. I know probably who you're going to take, and I'm probably going to regret this, but with a healthy Keenan Allen and a healthy Mike Williams in, we do have Justin Herbert playing against Patrick Mahomes. So let's take advantage of this one to try and make it fun. Is that not correct? No. (gasps) It's the Rams, not the the Chargers. I blame the mess. I will, I will take Patrick Mahomes versus whatever nope, QB. No, nope. <laughs> no, I don't want it anymore. Now I'm, now I'm, I'm refusing. You should have never said anything. You should have just taken Patrick Mahomes, and then this would have been. Oh come on! I would, I would not feel good about that. Yes, you would. You no, would I if wouldn't. you ended up winning. You certainly. No, would. I wouldn't. And you know, you know why I wouldn't have won? Because Karma would be like, "You can't do that to your co-host. You're gonna lose <laughs> just because." All right, yeah, you're you're probably accurate there. All right, let's let's pivot away then. Let us look towards the uh, Giants and Dallas uh, Cowboys game then for okay. Thanksgiving. I want to put backfield versus backfield to make this interesting. I, I don't want to do a one for one because I think we know what the result would be. Right. But basically, Saquon Barkley versus Ezekiel Elliott plus Tony Pollard. I mean, to be fair, Saquon has Matt Breida on his side, as we saw him vulture a touchdown this past week. So it is backfield versus backfield. Yeah, give me the Giants. Giants it is. I think the Giants are going to upset the Cowboys here this week. I really do. I would actually love that. Oh, me too. Because fuck the Cowboys. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's not even like we're obviously big uh, Giants fan. No. It just kind of feels, you know. It goes back to the 90s being a Packers fan when the, the Cowboys were so good. They kept beating us in the playoffs. That's why I still hold that resentment. Yeah, I, I mean, mine's not even that. I just, you know, Mike McCarthy, right? I think well, that too. That that's too. For us. All right. Do you want me to throw that into the show sheet? Already got it there. Got it locked up. All right. Good deal. Well, Jake, we've hit an hour here. I honestly didn't think that would happen this week. Uh, thanks to everybody in the chat for uh, throwing out those questions. That was great. Um, keep them coming. I, I, I would much rather answer your guys's questions every single week rather than anything that we're going to fucking talk about. That are that made up planned. questions yeah. for each other. Exactly. What? <laughs> what? No, honestly though, I am one of the things I am thankful for is our chat. It's been awesome the last few weeks here. Keep it coming. Uh, it, it helps the show, um, a lot. It makes it a lot more interesting. Get your guys's and gals, uh, opinions and, and thoughts here in the chat. Uh, I, I truly do love it. Um, hopefully everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving here, um, uh, with the Thursday all day football and Sunday all day football. There are no teams on by this week, the rare no buys in the middle of the season. So, um, fire up your best starting lineups and good luck this week, folks. As always go out, give us an rate review, subscribe to us on YouTube, hit us up at drinking fantasy on Twitter. Hit up my co-host at Jake Trowbridge on Twitter. You can hit me up at FF Dusty Dog. Um, while Twitter is still a thing, apparently, because we don't know where it's going to go after uh, uh, soon. But uh, why we're all on there, you can hit us up there. Our DMs are always open to answer any of your fantasy football related questions or not. Or if you just want to chat, we're there, too. We, we like it all. We just like to hang. That's right. That's right. Good luck, everyone. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Peace, love, and humpiness forever. <laughs> Cheers, FFers. <laughs>